I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Give it to me! Hey, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we're known for the deepest, most meaningful things in our market, brought to you by reputable podcasters with a deep sense of responsibility to be the voice of our listeners. We strive to be a trusted community partner, connecting and informing our audience and helping our community to grow. Thanks for joining us. Wow, that's... um. That's a cult. That's a that's what that it's a sounds cult. like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I just gave them all of my money. Yeah. They yeah. they just served me a drink. I shouldn't drink it. I should not I'm drink gonna, it. Because I trust them. Because they Incredibly, use reasonable words. This well, and actually that's appropriate because it's uh Ohio's trusted news source, <laughs> Advance Ohio. <laughs> not a cult. I was wrong. I take it back. Maybe, though, because they also do like campaign strategy and marketing. So possibly so wait, also a cult. This is part of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, the newspaper. Or they, or they own the Cleveland Plain Dealer, which I hope is not the case. But that's the state of local At the news Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com, we're known for the deepest, most meaningful reporting in our market. So, yeah, oh. this is the overall company that owns it. Oh. Wow. At Ohio, man. Ohio yeah. has it all. Advance, Ohio. That sounds like it should be the name of a fight song. Advance, Advance Ohio. Do, 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 do. Totally yeah. agree. Uh, Amazing. All right, what do you got? What do you got? Well, Mollywood, I've got my first thing for you. Do you? <laughs> it's the awkward <laughs> fake British accent. Now, Holy you God. may say, well, you're just. Because Greg does it on succession or like, oh, people have been doing that forever. That That's totally been a thing in the U.S. Well, you're not wrong if you say those things. But The Guardian had a story this week. Why are so many young Americans adopting fake British accents? Stop it. <laughs> because the 90s are back in every possible way and kind of the 80s. Yeah. Which is, as I can tell you, when my friend group and I were doing this. So what the hell? And also, is it really because of Love Island? Apparently, The Guardian <laughs> thinks it might be because of Love Island. Uh, <laughs> I was on a I'm date dying. recently, said Lieberman, and the name of what I wanted came out wrong when I asked for it. So I just talked in a British accent for the rest of the order. It's a defense mechanism, a kind of buffer from my actual personality. I mean, we all know this girl. <laughs> Right? The like fake British accent girl. Yeah. Previously known as Madonna. <laughs> but Madonna gets a, a shout out in this. Yeah. They they mentioned the the brief moment that Madonna spoke British. Oh my God. That's amazing. She goes, <laughs> Brinton Parker, which what? A 30 year old who lives in the Bay Area works in tech marketing. The deluge of bad news out of Silicon Valley has her feeling like she's approaching burnout. And she recently asked her manager for support at work. I said, it's affecting me mental health, isn't it? 
26-year-old Kyra Green mm. lives with anxiety, and when she misplaced her boarding pass at the airport just before her <laughs> flight, her nerves acted up. Uh, Green said, no, I cannot do this. This is terrible. With a posh inflection, I was literally scrounging through the trash looking through my boarding pass, but the voice added a little bit of confidence and pizzazz when I didn't feel it internally. Wow. Gabrielle Pedriani, a 32-year-old New Yorker who lives in Paris, says that she sometimes uses a fake British accent in a way that feels slightly passive-aggressive. I'll say, (laughs) (laughs) I'll say, no problem in that cheery voice when something is actually a problem, but I'm starting trying to sound chill. Uh, the best part is this. Most of these people are probably doing more than one fake British accent at once, since usually when Americans try to do a British accent, they mix a bunch of different accents because Britain has like a hundred different accents. Fake British accent videos have over 188,000 views on TikTok. This is incredible. Yeah. Wow. The kids are not okay. Is maybe what I mean. And also the fake British accent is a pretty classic thing i think mm-hmm. yeah i mean lots and lots of us ha- ha- of my friends of people i know did this off and on but like <laughs> but the fact that they're doing it to just sort of like disassociate from yeah, themselves yeah it's feels not... a little upsetting like this is such a cheerful write-up and it's like yeah. you guys are so not okay that you're taking on a different <laughs> persona like I mean, do what Should you need I to do, but be concerned. Yeah, that seems like there might be other things that you need to do in addition to this. Like this will get you by until you figure out the other parts. I don't know, or maybe I'm just old and I don't understand anymore. Maybe yeah. I definitely don't, though. I definitely don't. I also kind of love it. I love it. Well, of course you love it. I mean, I'm cracking up that you're the guy who brought this because I long time Anglophile, everybody. Are you new here? But I I have never (laughs) spoken in a fake British accent. Instead, I took it a step further and would use British words in an American accent. That's true. Yes. I still still remember. I still remember the meeting. Uh, that oh, I think probably cured me of that little affectation. Uh, where I said ZDNet, and you just turned to me and went, No, <laughs> and I started to try to explain, and you're like, No, and I'm like, like oh, no. no, she's right. I was like, I know what you're doing, and you can't, <laughs> man. I am a jerk who also saved you from yourself. <laughs> no, it was the right thing to do. It was an intervention. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, because the, and I was like, nah, nah. Yeah, no, you, it oh, was the, it was amazing. the no you give your friend who's about to fall off the wagon and do that bump of Coke. It was like, <laughs> just, no, stop it <laughs> before it's too late. Oh God, I can, I can. Put, I am disassociating right now and that I'm putting myself in that room. Like, I remember that so clearly. <laughs> I'm so glad you remember it. But I can't even believe it. <laughs> yeah, it was that little conference room where the CNET TV staff uh, sat. Yeah. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have permission. I'm stoked. Let's just, let's go. <laughs> it's affecting me mental health, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's my way of coping, wow. eh? I don't I'm not know okay. what, if this is even British anymore. No problem. I'm not okay. <laughs> No, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, closing if- Discord is an appropriate response. 
<laughs> if um, I feel like if you're going to try this on, mm-hmm. I have the outfit for you. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so that I can uh, <laughs> set the carpet and drapes line um uh but so so the accent and the wardrobe match and the posh ensemble exactly Mm. match so uh stealth wealth is a thing oh otherwise known as quiet luxury Mm -hmm. and apparently there has just been an up an up a surge an absolutely ridiculous surge in people searching for stealth wealth okay and and wanting to talk about Quiet luxury, a fashion trend that is evidenced on Succession oh, and this is by so cool. Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's the idea that you are so rich that the stuff you wear it does is not tacky. It doesn't uh-huh. have logos. It's actually just pretty boring, uh-huh. but super freaking expensive. Like high quality, really bland. This is uh, – what is the name? It's Veneto – they're one of the big luxury brands who make a big deal about the fact that they don't put their name on their right. stuff. Right. Totally. Exactly. Um, Another but, one apparently is uh Laura Piana, Laura, mm-hmm. Laura Piana. No, no branding only, you know, $700 hat, which I only found out about because <laughs> I read this um Atlantic article. Okay. So the double funny thing is that stealth wealth has, by the way, on TikTok, uh 1.4 billion views. For stealth wealth meaning. Oh, wow. But that what's so funny about it is that it seems to be a huge trend as evidenced by the fact that people keep writing about how it's not really a trend. You just think that it's a trend, but actually you're wrong and you don't want to look like that because the succession people are really miserable. But also there are 1.4 billion views on TikTok and everybody's writing about how stealth wealth is or is not a thing. And therefore, it's a thing. It's yeah. I'm sorry. If you have to tell someone, oh, Bottega Veneta. That's what I was trying to think of. Bottega Veneta. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, if you have to tell someone that it's to stop thinking someone something's a trend, it's too late. I mean, it's so you know that something is peak thing when the Atlantic mm-hmm. has a think piece about how you're all kind of dumb for liking this thing. <laughs> like that is it. That is infinity thing. Uh, yeah, that's that's like confirmation. <laughs> that's like stamping the passport of thingness. Like, it just yeah. really, I, really is. I love this because I was watching Succession and I was noticing. I'm like, oh yeah, they are dressed, quote unquote, down. But mm-hmm. those are expensive pieces. And I don't claim to know what brands they were wearing, but I just, you know the show. You're like, oh, I know that these are expensive things that look normal, look like the gap. Uh, and so I'm glad that that, I, that was just a thought going through my mind. And I'm glad that that, that was, totally there's like way more it. to that. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I had, so much fun reading this Atlantic article. Here's a, here's a line. In this way, stealth wealth seems to be more of an imagined trend than anything else. An idea of a trend inspired by a mistaken stylized notion of how the wealthy live their glamorous lives. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a lot of words to say. You're it's a right. Thing. It's a thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you need an editor on that one. because <laughs> It's a thing that's so a thing so oh my gosh this is a really that's a really good one also it is really fun to say quiet luxury in a slightly something accent you know what <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it this goes with something um from that book uh class by paul fussell from the 80s 
which was the inspiration for Douglas Coupland to write the book Generation X and call it X. Um, and that's the whole long story. But the but the book talked about the different classes in the United States and how we pretended for a long time that we didn't have a class system, uh, but we really did. And it was it was stealth class. Uh, and one of the things that he noted that people didn't realize is upper class people dressed wealthy. They dressed in very nice things to show that they were upper class. Mm-hmm. Wealthy people dressed in really old threadbare things. They were nice, mm-hmm. but they didn't spend a lot of money on those things, or, you know, updating those things. Right. Uh, they they wore them out. Uh, at least that was what he observed back in the 80s. And that is a kind of a stealth wealth, right? To be like, yeah. I'm so wealthy that I'm wearing this really old chanel <laughs> you know totally and, and that i bought new just so you exactly know. yeah that i bought new apparently there is all there was a piece in the atlantic about how old bags are back designer bags but old oh are really? back so that they look kind of used and uh-huh. you can have this like you know impression that you are not trendy you are classic yeah. and there's, I'm, that's I'm always rich been. to own this bag but i am not uh trying to show that i'm rich i'm secure exactly. in my wealthness Mm-hmm. Uh, well, these are not stealth wealth fashion, but they are shoes. Uh, Samba shoes, the classic, and I guess it goes with that bag trend a little bit. The classic Adidas shoes from like what the sixties, I think, uh, yes, actually, no, they launched these. in the fifties. Um, these are, uh, the ones with the three stripes, you know, but mm-hmm. they are all over the place uh, to the point that Vogue has an article from May 16th. The It Girl's current favorite sneakers have a history. Oh, um, damn. So, so yeah, uh, the uh, the Adidas Samba shoes, the, the classic shoes, everybody's wearing them. It is so true. And I'm actually super annoyed. I'm Thank God you brought them because my son asked me about them the other day because he bought knockoff sambas at a decathlon store in germany <laughs> oh really <laughs> and they are so cool and he was like sambas are a total thing and then of course it went out of my brain like a butterfly and thank uh-huh. god you grabbed it out of the air with your net yeah because um, they are a super thing big thanks to eileen my wife uh who who flagged this for me uh she was buying a pair of these so <laughs> she's like these are really a thing by the way um but yeah, now I need uh, some. they're comfy too. I guess that that's kind of an Uber Uber thing. Where when we talk about footwear, is that the the new stylish footwear is comfortable to wear? Oh yeah, yep, a hundred percent. I mean, the idea that it's it's this or those Birkenstock clogs, like yeah. life is good in the foot department right oh, now. Oh, and what are the what are the ones the the walking shoes? That we mentioned, you meant oh, you, the Hoka's. You, the Hoka's, yeah. yeah. Saw somebody with a Hoka on walking their dog the other day. Oh my God. Dude, these are, I want these. Oh no, I have to get them. <laughs> I'm shopping. You could also go for New Balance. I want to throw that in as well. Harper's Bazaar. Uh, that one's a little farther back. The Harper's Bazaar report on New Balance sneakers is from March, but yeah. uh, Katie Holmes was seen wearing them, the New Balance 550s. I was going to say, I'm like, you can't call them the New Balance. You actually have to call them the 550s. The 550s. Okay, yeah, good to that's know. That's what all yeah. the thingsters call them. Mm-hmm. Yep. This one, again, is kind of a miss on my part because we've been talking about the 550s at home. They are for sure a yeah. thing. So 
can but may you? have now been replaced already. Sambas may be eclipsing them. By the Sambas. Should yeah. you wear a Samba on the left and a New Balance 550 on the right? No. No? <laughs> I'm giving that the same no as the... <laughs> that's not not acceptable. It's a gentler no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that that's because I'm not actually going to do it. You don't have to give us firm. Exactly. Yeah. I can be like, no, that's funny. You're funny. I want no. these. Okay. Oh, my God. Focus up. Focus up. Focus up, self. No shopping. No shopping. But right now, shoes. no shopping. You got another thing um, to distract you? I really do. And it is hilarious. And I know it's a thing because my one Gen Z friend who's not my kid texted me and was like, oh, my God, do you know about Water Talk? Thank you, Rachel. Shout out, Rachel. Talk as in because, TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Water Talk as in TikTok is humongous. And I really genuinely got here like one day late because I found out about this between shows, right? before After last week's and before this week's. and then. Yesterday is the day that it hit like the New York Times and the, the Wall Street Journal and Business Insider and all of them at once. But shout out to Vox. Shout out to Rachel, who has been there for a while, and Vox, who got there in April. Okay, Water Talk. Yes, tell me more, because I am yes. unaware of this one. Is it the late? It's like a TikTok, kind of like a, it's a weight loss trend, really. Okay. Related to hydration somewhat, and started by one lady who lost a ton of weight. Like she used to be like 425 pounds and lost, you know, 250 by drinking water. Well, she wants to not drink sugary drinks, Okay, but she hates water. Right. Too boring. (laughs) So she makes these water recipes and the water recipes are a freaking sensation. So, and she uses these like, you know, little syrups, like non, non sugar, Okay, that's like what fake I was sweetener ask. syrups. Like, yeah. How are you? How are you having a recipe that avoids the the sugar? Mm. So it's a right. sugar free syrup. I mean, so of course people have like a fit mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, it's you know that's sugar free, but that stuff is dead. It is chemical. Da da da. Yeah. And she's like, I don't even care. Who cares? Whatever. And there's some um, actual research that if you do sugar free, it can cause your body to crave the sugar. Yes. It's not getting more. So yeah, exactly. But doesn't matter because she takes these little syrups. She's got a little like basket and she makes them into different recipes. Like she kind of mixes and matches them and then invents things. And and then, Oh, so it's got kind of a cocktail vibe. It's like a cocktail vibe. Exactly. I see why people like it then, especially on TikTok. And people are starting to buy her. Like she talked about this tumbler that she likes to make her water. in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then that sold out a whole bunch of times. And then one of the, and then the, the, flavors that she uses there's one called mermaid totally sold out the the videos got so popular that now like skinny mixes the like syrup maker has partnered with her and then now all these other people are doing water recipes <laughs> and it's just bananas the level of like oh my god water this, talkery this goes with the uh with the water bottle trends that we've been talking about it does right? exactly cuz yep. now you have a better excuse for your expensive water bottle <laughs> Exactly. And you got like a funny mason jar with a little lid on top. And of course, the New York Times take had to be, this will not surprise you, whatever happened to just drinking water? (laughs) (laughs) That's their headline. (laughs) Like, guys, this is why they hate us. (laughs) Yeah. Also, whatever happened to 
doing the thing that the new thing replaces is immediately immediately disqualifies your analysis. Immediately. Disqualifying. Yeah. Like, eh, no. What, whatever happened to walking all these people on horses? Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> walking not I mean, good enough for you. It's like a freaking sensation. It's water sort of just talk, like how, I had no idea. Because like water, hydration is, you know. Yeah. It is everything. It's like drink water, drink water, drink water, drink water. And then there are just people out there who are like, well, I hate water. Right. So I'm going to mix it with sugar-free coconut syrup. And have you ever met one of those people who hates water? Yes, I have. And I don't understand it because I don't love water, but I don't mind water. Like I've always got a pint glass of water on on my desk every day. Like, you know, and I just sip on it, keep myself hydrated. I know. I love water. Don't bother. It doesn't bother me. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. I have no expectations of water, I guess. Yeah, it's water. I like it. I love cold water with mm. some ice in it. Evidently, um, it is also, I did not realize this until I read this snotty New York, New York Times article, water talk is associated with gastric surgery because patients who have the gastric bypass surgery to lose weight aren't supposed to drink carbonated beverages. Oh, so okay. So they, they want are something tastier. Yeah. And I guess that's what this woman, Tanya Spangler, Spanglo. Tiny Spanglo. Uh, she had this surgery three years ago. You want something more flavorful than water? Whatever happened to whiskey? <laughs> exactly. Whatever happened to just drinking water? Oh, the New York Times. Thank you for stamping the mark of thingdom. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right on water talk. This is a great one, though. I had no idea about water talk. I'm, I'm going to be seeing this everywhere now, I'm sure. But, you really are. Yeah. And also, I kind of want this little like mason jar tumbler with the handle and a well, lid yeah, and a straw cute accessories that you can use to feed your um, avocation your hobby whatever you want to call it yeah you got your nails and you there's the long running thing in the world of like you need to drink so many gallons of water a day <laughs> Not gallons, gallons but you know what i mean i can't remember what the ounces is but um but yeah so it, it, it just ties into that wellspring it, just, it has it all yeah like water talk has it all ah water talk yep it's what's Love for it. dinner. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> uh, we do like to check back in on things uh, every once in a while. And Molly noted uh, that fizzy water, uh, speaking of water, uh, exactly. because LaCroix is exactly like, I don't, I don't like, you know, water. It's too boring. I want something flavor, but I don't want calories. Uh, there is an air to LaCroix, you tell me. There is. And we were early to LaCroix and I am not going to sugarcoat that. No pun mm-hmm. intended. Like mm-hmm. we crushed it with LaCroix. I'm a little late to Spindrift, but Spindrift is the heir apparent to LaCroix. Excellent. It's a little Excellent. unsweetened, you know, fizzy water thing. And so we just have to acknowledge that one canned fizzy water, sadly for the planet in some ways, has not diminished in any way, but it has evolved. LaCroix got to mass market and then you had to have all the people talking about how gross they think it is. I should have realized this because LaCroix ticked on my radar when Eileen started bringing it home from the office. That's what they were stocking at the office as a perk. Oh, mm-hmm. She recently began bringing home Spindrift. <gasps> I should have known. I just thought, oh, they changed brands. In fact, I think my my unconscious assumption oh my was God. like, oh, they're trying to save money so they couldn't afford LaCroix anymore. Uh, but no, no, it's not that at all. Oh, that is Funny. Yeah, it's that Spindrift is the hot new thing. And so if yep. you're stocking stuff in your office, it's not LaCroix anymore. LaCroix is now trash. It's no. trash. It's trash. I'm, Get it I'm out of your sure house. sure there was like some Gen Z HR person was like, you know, we really need to switch off LaCroix. 
I think so. We should get on Spindrift. We should get on Spindrift. That's better. Spindrift. That's better. I don't know why I wanted to have vocal fry. You just want to. There is something about the words. Spindrift. 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 Uh, we know that we are you professional podcasters. All people. are also professional emailers. <laughs> Thank you for emailing us. Feedback at it's a thing. Me, Mike has a TV thing. Tom, Molly, and Rich. I hate to make TV shows things because TV shows are generally not universal things, especially in the streaming era. But after listening to Molly and Tom for 18 years, I feel like the TV show Jury Duty is both a thing and a show that Molly, in particular, but also Tom, would really enjoy. It's a What We Do in the Shadows mockumentary vibe, but with a heart. And one of the characters thinks he's just in a documentary. Sounds dumb, but it's funny and smart and makes you feel good about humanity. Check out Jury Duty. I read like three articles about this. Or saw I've been them seeing in a lot passing. of people talking about this. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's really a thing. Because doesn't it have an actual famous person? Because the, the conceit is that 11 members or whatever. Yeah. 11 members of the jury are actors. One person doesn't know that it's fake. Yeah. I think that is the conceit. And I think I there's someone actually fake. James Marsden. Yeah. James Marsden is oh, in right. this. Yeah. Yes. As James Marsden, I think. Like, he's just like, yeah, James right, Marsden. I got called to be on this jury. What the heck? And it's from the office? And it's not mean? <laughs> we think it's not mean? <laughs> I don't want to be like such a mom here. Well, but everybody says it's a feel good show and then we're not really making fun of this poor guy. This is giving me um, the vibes of the show that everyone loved from Canada about the rich people who lost everything. Yeah. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Thank you. It's giving me mm-hmm. Shit's Creek vibe, which is like when I read the premise of that show, I'm like, ah, it sounds like punching, you know, sideways, mm-hmm. you know, probably probably just making fun of rich people uh, i don't know and then you watch it and you're like oh no this has super heart like it's it's so much right. better than, than it should be i wonder if it's the same thing it might be yeah i mean people are just absolutely enamored all right i might have to check it out right. beef seems to be a big recommendation also although that's not for me beef <clears throat> yeah you haven't heard about beef it's like yeah it's a thing huh? which what what's beef Beef is the Ali Wong one. Oh, yes. No, I watched Beef. Like, I can't remember anything right now. I don't know why. Uh, Shit's Creek. Beef. Yeah. Beef. I watched it. It's really good. You should watch yeah. it. it really? You'll be hooked from the opening. Yeah. Okay. Because the beautiful thing about it is that it starts with a very everyday parking lot instinct, right? Something mm-hmm. that you definitely had happen. Uh, you're backing out. Someone else is coming through. There's a honk. And then it's like, but what if everyone in the story took the worst possible action instead right. of their better natures? And what would this happen? Doesn't sound like my jam. It's so good though. Yeah, I got it. Because you're because you're sitting there it. like, well, obviously he can't. Oh no, he's doing that. Wow. Like it wow. just gets ridiculous. Yeah, and, I'm gonna have to. And Ali Wong and Stephen Yun are so good. And apparently it's great writing. Like people yeah. have been going on and on. So I'm gonna say those two shows are things right now. But yeah. I agree with you about the jury. I've been hearing that everywhere. Um, CC wrote in on a shopping trend that I gotta love. Hi, Molly and Tom. I may be very late to the party, but in the last month, I've noticed way more men doing the grocery shopping. I go at prime working mom time, 10 a.m. on Saturday, and it was typically 75% moms. How do I know? Just look in the carts and see what they're getting. But recently, I'd say more than 50% of men, 50% men doing full on get a cart, not a basket grocery shopping and not college age kids who clearly are single and getting their stuff for their roommates. 
middle-aged men. If this is due to a redistribution of household chores, yay! I fear it's part of the trend I've also seen of people divorcing after spending so much time together in the pandemic, or maybe that's just my friends. Ouch. I'm going to suggest a third option. Mm, Yes. Which is Instacart. Ah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I did? Oh, yeah. Totally it. Totally it. Yeah. Right? It's it's or whatever grocery delivery, you know, yeah, DoorDash yeah. could be Uber yeah. Eats even does groceries now, but yeah, yeah, that would be my my guess or some combination of all of those. Probably not the redistribution of household chores. Honey. Put it That's put it this happen. way, uh, we all know <laughs> I can't I can't report on this because I do all of our grocery shopping myself. So I'm nice. the middle aged man at Ralph's, uh, and our demographics in our neighborhood are such that I, this is I do not see seventy five percent moms when I when I shop at the grocery store. But mm-hmm. what I would note about Cece is what you're noticing is a demographic change, right? Our neighborhood usually looks like this. Suddenly in the grocery store, it looks like that. And so, what are the things that could change the demographics? Well, a bunch of people moving in, right? That mm-hmm. takes place over a longer period of time than you're describing. A bunch of people doing jobs that didn't exist a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's 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 where I think it is too. It I is mean, interesting that it's middle aged men, though. I will say, like, I don't I don't see a lot of Instacart and dr- delivery drivers that are middle aged men. That, oh, that, that that's part exclusively is who but... I get from Uber. Oh, really? And Uber Eats, yeah. Oh. like if it's a lady. That's delivering my Uber Eats. I'm always like, oh, look at that. It's yeah. almost always it's usually a not middle-aged a lady, Armenian yeah. man. Yes, totally. Oh, that is so fascinating. Okay, so I, we may have, yeah, we, we may be, we may have shared brain here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but a good good spot, Cece. I love There's it. That's there. a really yeah. good spot. Yep. Well, yeah, grocery stores, by the way, as a place that you go to buy your own groceries, pff, over. My son and I have been doing it for novelty. <laughs> Like, we're like, this is hilarious. Let's go to the store. I live we walking distance from a store and I still order grocery delivery every once in a while because I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time I, I actually go to the store, but every once in a while I'm like, yeah, I can't even bother to walk five minutes. Like We've been doing it on purpose and it's actually quite delightful. It's good bonding. Like it's been really sweet. Yeah. I actually do like my, my grocery store time. That's why I do the shopping because Eileen hates it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Charlie dude on May the 4th. This is important to the context of the email wrote, hi, RTM. My sister, who is not a Star Wars fan, woke our family check family chat up. I almost said cat uh, woke our family chat up with a May the 4th gif. She has never done this before. I got her back with a revenge of the fifth gif. By the way, is throwing your mortar board after you graduate not a thing anymore? I've been to a couple of graduations lately and nobody threw their hat. There was nothing printed in the program. And I was told at one graduation that nothing was mentioned to the grads about throwing or not throwing. Has this time-honored tradition died out? <laughs> okay. How have I never heard of Revenge of the Fifth? Oh, you you haven't? Oh, yeah. No, that's that's been a thing for a few years. That's now. cute. Yeah. Okay. So, so one, May the 4th is not dead. Apparently not. Maybe okay, it's gone mainstream, though. Sister, who's not a Star Wars fan, did it. Right. So, could so be. that could be why we think like, oh, it's over because, you know. The locals are it's into not just it. us, <laughs> but Revenge of the Fifth is cute. And two or B, I don't know anything about the mortarboard thing and whether it's come and gone or not. But maybe it led to too much litter. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe probably somebody got probably somebody lost an eye. Like you know something you know, exactly. You know, it's, one a, it's thing like that, it or, or people got upset. Like, well, now I can't find mine, and I was told right. to throw it, and now I'm upset. 
<laughs> I mean, it, that's so believable. I'm sorry. It is. Uh, and then Jose writes in on a new phrase we need on our radar. Hello, lovely folks of It's a Thingdom reporting from the trenches on a new trend of the youths. Three days ago, I was playing catch with one of my children, 11, outside, and he kept dropping the ball. So I jokingly said, wow, you aren't doing great today. We should go inside. To which he replied in a very smart tone, go touch grass, dad. Ow, good one, Jose. I mostly looked confused and moved on. Fast forward to today. I was chatting with a coworker on the Slack and she was extolling the virtues of the library, to which I replied with something like, yes, but you have to go outside. And she replied, come on, go touch grass. And evidently it is a popular online insult because now this cause was to have to do some Googling <laughs> an alternative way of telling someone to go outside, implying they're spending too much time online and it's affecting their well-being. The exact origin of the phrase is unknown, but it started spreading significantly in 2019, becoming increasingly popular on Twitter throughout 2021. Jose says, perhaps I'm late instead of early, but I swear it must be making a comeback. I've just noticed this popping up too. And it was one of those things that went in and out of my head, like you were saying earlier, Molly, where I just didn't think to note it down as a thing. But yeah. I think you're right. It's totally Don't a thing. touch grass. That is hilarious. I love could it. be wrong on this, but I have the impression that this is like an old timey phrase, like a 20s era thing that's being dragged back into the vernacular somehow. Yeah, could be. I could totally see that because it has that sort of old, old vibe. Yeah, they like you'd see this on Little Rascals, like ah, touch grass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Leonardo the Argentinian <laughs> wrote in on Bob Ross. Hi, Molly and Tom. Just listened to episode two sixty five, and when Molly mentioned this Bob Ross guy documentary on Netflix, I couldn't wait to see what it was about. I guess I did what Molly does when you t- guys talk about shopping. Oh my <laughs> god, that poor guy. The Mm -hmm. damn Kowalskis bamboozled him. Mm -hmm. I was so happy watching Bob paint. But then at the end, I was like, what? His son doesn't have ownership of his father's name? What kind of world is this? I'm not ashamed to say I cried. Also, I was recuperating from a stomach flu, so I was a little sensitive and high on meds. (laughs) Now I'm watching videos of Bob Ross to relax. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Leonardo, this makes me love you so much because I wept. It is horrible. This is such a sad story. I'm there with you. I, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> you know, that's probably wise. Yeah. Yes. Protect your emotional bandwidth. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, um. Because you don't want to ever be sullied. It's terrible. Poor Bob Ross. I know. I mean, I know things like this always happen, right? That's what copyright is about, is transferring intellectual property and things never stay with the owners. But Bob Ross. They bamboozled him. I know. I know. That sucks. Yeah. What doesn't suck is the patrons of this show. Every single one of you are amazing. We would not have a show without it. Uh, it would just be text messages between me and Molly. So thank sure. you for making it into a thing like this so that we could all enjoy it. Uh, for those who are able to support us at the very top level, the shout-out level, Rich Trafalino, our tireless producer, crafts new shout-outs every week. Molly, what has he crafted this week? This week's shout-outs are based on the viewing and activity data policy for Telly. Oh, do you know about Telly? No. It's the free TV. The biggest thing to happen to TV since color. So the guy who started Pluto, the free uh, streaming TV service, has started Mm -hmm. Telly, where he will give you a television for free. Uh, But it has a second screen attached to it that will constantly show an ad. Like a banner ad kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. 
And and so you have to agree not to disable it. It has to be your main TV, all this stuff to make it worthwhile. But the idea is they'll make the money back on ads. Dang. Okay, this is genius and fascinating. And now I see why it is so appropriate. That is the viewing and activity data Uh policy. Yep. (laughs) Do you want the big chunk or the small chunk? Uh, I'll take the big chunk today. Go for it. All right. We also collect information about how Valor Trucks interacts with our Eric Duncan, such as your Gabriel Cohen queries, Joe Hood preferences, applications Andrew Bradley opens, purchases, or other transactions Laura Abel makes. James C. Smith, you select the time, frequency, and duration of your Kevin Sill activities, the physical presence of Lee Price, and any other A.J. Venturellas using the Morris Jones at any given time, and other Jake Woods data. Mm-hmm. This feature is referred to as Miranda Janelle. Activity data may be used to provide Benjamin Forrest and a customized Louis St. Amour, as described in this Mike Aikens supplement. By the way, uh, <laughs> let's see if I can pull it up real quick. There was a story about how these terms, when they first were published, when they announced the product, uh-huh. had commentary left in. Oh, dang. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was an old draft version before in the, uh, a portion about personal data of children. If we learn we have collected personal data from a child under 13 years of age, we will delete that information as quickly as possible. The next line was, I don't know that this is accurate. Do we have to say we will delete the information or is there another way around this? Oh, crap. Oh, crap. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, if you've ever done Don't any kind of telly. legal legal draft stuff, like people bring up stuff like that all the time and often the answer is no, we can't get around that, right? But, but it's pretty still, crazy. Yep. It's children. I you know that if you have um if you're collecting data on enough things to encompass all of our shout out patrons, you may be collecting data on too many things. You're collecting data on, on quite a few things. So, quite a few things. Yeah. Quite a few things. Amazing. Thank you to everyone. Thank you so, so, so much for supporting the show at the shout out level or any level. Those of you who are members, join us in our Discord for live chat every week when we record the show and an ad free RSS feed. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. You can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for them in the show notes or over at our shopping page at it's a thing.me slash shop. You can also email us your things to feedback at it's a thing.me. See you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.